The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome to Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Join your host who is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely Hyphen You and has 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine authentic power. And now here is Gina Gardner, your host of Leadership for Life. Hello there and welcome to Leadership for Life. I'm so excited to have the show today. We've got a great guest, Nicole Fortin. Now, today is all about how you make the best out of life. You know, all of us have had challenges, particularly in the last year. Life is full of challenges. But if you focus on the challenge and you allow that to take over, then that becomes the very nature, the very fabric of your life. It's up to you whether you allow that challenge to define you or to act as the rocket fuel to actually take you further. Now, I've got lots of personal experience of physical challenges. Those of you who listened to the show before and know my story or read one of my books will know that following a really serious ski accident, I ran my award-winning school for the most part from a wheelchair. I learned to walk twice as an adult. And let me tell you that when you have to learn to walk as an adult, it's a long way to the ground. And you've got no nappy padding you when you actually drop. But what I recognize, and it, in many ways, it's looking back at that time, what I recognize is a huge gift came out of that challenge. Not only did I grow in resilience and strength, but out of that came the unique approach to developing personal empowerment and leadership and that's one of the reasons why probably the main reason why my organization became award-winning not once but twice one of the best hundred schools within england not once but twice if you allow the challenge to define you the problem with that is you go very much into left brain now your left brain's the logical bit and within that space it tends to see things as black and white, either or. It doesn't look for solutions, it focuses on the problem. And when you focus on the problem, you become overwhelmed, unresourced, and that, well, then you think there's more problems and more problems and more problems, because what you focus on expands. Next week, my guest is Michael Lozier, who wrote Law of Attraction, and we're going to talk about how you attract things into your life, the good and the bad. But today, I really want to focus on, it is not the challenge that defines you and the quality of your life, but it's what you choose to do with it. So I understand that we are living in very challenging times, and many people are uh, in a situation where their job is threatened or they've lost their job. For them, though, that the knock-on effect of that in terms of the security of their home and a whole range of other things. And I know many people have lost loved ones. And when you look at the news and what's going on in India, it is absolutely terrible. 
However, at a personal level, if you focus on all of the fear and all of the challenge that's going on around the world, the problem with that is it leaves you with no resources to actually find a way forward. And if you're not in forward momentum, then you get stuck. And if you get stuck, then you're not able to move forward. I found myself in a situation when I left hospital for the second time after a failed back surgery, that if somebody hadn't left a cup on the side and filled a kettle, I couldn't make a cup of tea. The only thing that was available to me was to watch daytime television or to read, or I could get a taxi and the taxi driver take me in my wheelchair to the taxi and then take me from the taxi to, into, um, into the office. I could go in and there'd be people who could do the heavy lifting type of stuff, but I could run my school very successfully because my brain worked, my mouth worked, my hands and my eyes worked, and that was effectively all that I needed. And so I could go and do something that I loved and that I was good at, or I could sit at home and contemplate my navel thinking, I can't do this. And I am reminded of a story. I was on a course once and there was a guy speaking there and he had no hands, no arms. And this guy actually played the piano with his feet. And he had been born, he was a thalidomide victim. And he talked about the fact that he could have seen himself as a victim to what was a terrible situation. But both of us, in our own way, decided that the quality of our lives was going to be hugely impacted negatively if we just focused on what we couldn't do, if we sat around feeling sorry for ourselves. Not only would that have been bad for us, but bad for our loved ones and the people that we were connected to. And so his whole life was about finding ways to do what he wanted to do that didn't require arms. And he could, I mean, what he could do with his, his toes was truly amazing. And he spoke all around the world. No doubt these days he speaks over Zoom. And one of the messages that he was giving people is you get what you focus on. Another message was, ultimately, it's you who determines the quality of your life. And I absolutely agree with that. Yes, bad things happen to nice people. But ultimately, you can choose to let that negativity become the whole of your life or you can use it and then decide how best to take it forward. Now, your health, whether we're talking about your physical health, your mental, your emotional, your spiritual health, are all incredibly important. And ultimately, without your health, one of the things that I've realized is that without your health, you are so limited in terms of what you can do. But there are so many things that you can do to support your health and well-being. And when you come back after the break, we're going to be talking to Nicole Fortin about her work and how she helps people navigate stormy seas to become the captain of their own ship. So don't go away. I'll see you in a minute after the break. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? 
Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for a Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hi there. I'm really excited to be able to introduce my guest to you today. Nicole Fortin is a doctor of acupuncture and Chinese medicine. She's a neuro-linguistic practitioner and emotional wisdom training specialist. She has an interest in medicine and healing traditions from around the globe, which has led her to study, teach, and practice in various health centers around the world, including Canada, China, and in Indonesia. She is the go-to expert for people who are ready to uplift and revitalize their lives. And I hope she's going to help us uplift and revitalize ours. So without more ado, I'd like to introduce you to Nicole Fortin. Hi there, welcome. Hello, Gina. What an interesting background you have. Can you share your story and how you came to get involved in alternative, what phrase would you, alternative therapies, holistic therapies? How would you describe them first and foremost? And then how did you get into it? Right, um, <clears throat> how would I describe that? It's in generally called alternative or holistic therapies. My perspective is it's more of traditional, you know, how okay. for say for Chinese, traditional Chinese medicine, we have recorded class, classics going back almost 5,000 years. So this is a recorded empirical evidence in books that have been observed and practiced throughout generations and knowledge that's been passed down. So alternative, I, I struggle a little bit with that word. It's um, one of the because, reasons why I hesitated because yeah, ultimately, um, anyway, I interrupted you. Sorry. So go. No, I, I think we're on the same page with that because it is an option. It's an alternate alternative option, just like contemporary Western medicine is an, is an option. Yes. Right. So what we've been thriving on as a, as a humanity civilizations for thousands of years 
is, I mean, we can't devalue that or not acknowledge the previous history of how we've treated our bodies and our minds and our hearts and how that all works together. So yeah, I, I stick with traditional Chinese medicine. Um, I've also studied in yoga, Hatha yoga, and that's a very old traditional, you know, science into itself. Um, yeah, they, they call it a science, the, the, the science of yoga, because it's a comprehensive system, just like yes. traditional Chinese medicine. It's the diagnosis and treatment is based on completely different theories and principles than contemporary Western medicine. Um, not that there's anything right or wrong about either one of them. They're just coming from yes. different perspectives. And I think that's what is beautiful about the alternative health realm is you have yeah. options, right? Absolutely. So yeah. I'm really fascinated. How have you gone into that world and, and created these opportunities um, traveling around the globe? What made you start and how have you taken that journey forward? Right. Okay, well, we'll start from the very beginning. I'll say that my, my environment, the environment that I grew up in was one of travel and experiencing other cultures. I come from a family of uh, military professionals. And so we were posted, uh, I'm in Canada right now and I'm yes. Canadian. I have been, I was born in Germany on a army base there. So mm -hmm. number one, you know, surrounded with my English and French speaking parents with the German culture and, you know, a bit of that experience. And then my, my father who was in the army, he would be going to these places like Cambodia. And, you know, that's one that really sticks out to me is because he came back, he would always come back from these tours with gifts for my sister and I, you know, it was like the most magical thing as a little kid. It's like, okay, he's coming back. He's going to, he's surely going to have some gifts. And they were always very unique, culturally relative or relevant things. And, but one photo, he, he brought back some photos of Cambodia and I saw a cow, like just a, we have lots of cows, lots of farming, agricultural land here. Yeah. And this cow in the photo was so skinny. I could see its ribs. And I thought, whoa, how does this cow get so skinny? Ours are so fat, you know? And like, I just, I remember imagining, you know, as like six or seven years old, like how, what is the life of this cow? Like, this, mm -hmm. this is my thought. So that piqued my interest in exploring the world and just viewing life from different perspectives. And I don't know, this is kind of a, a little story. I have an aunt who's, uh, a medium, psychic medium, and mm -hmm. uh, very gifted in intuition. And so when I was a kid, you know, she would say things like, you're going to heal people with your hands. And I always laughed at that. I thought, mm -hmm. what the heck am I going to do with my hands? Like, mm. like, ooh, magic. What are they going to do? Anyway, looking back, I think that I was just in line to explore like the world and healing and then I started with uh, massage therapy. I'm a registered massage therapist. Uh, I started that around about 15 years ago and really loved the body. I was so curious to know more. Massage therapy opened up doors that I didn't even know existed. Hence like acupuncture and Chinese medicine world. I never really knew that that was an option before getting into yeah. this. Um, yeah, and then what it was was um, studying more about the body, and I realized that the organs, our organ systems have emotions, and our emotions can play an effect on our physical body. 
And that just blew my mind because I was coming from, I didn't really know how to connect in with my emotions very well. I probably was more an avoidant. I don't have emotions. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't cry. (laughs) Nothing really bothers me. I'm happy go lucky. You know, I can, I can adapt and accept many situations, but the more I explored um, what that had to offer, I really saw that there's just so much more to the story. And I was really curious about what Chinese medicine had to offer because they have the five element theory and which I don't want to go too, too much into. That's pretty vast, but I mean, it, it plays, it's like a whole cycle of a year <clears throat> or day and night. You know, we see, we see cycles come and go and change seasons change and our bodies change with that. That's really what's, what's driven my curiosity about life. I think how to live our best life, you know, how to get more of what we want. For those people who are not familiar, what are the five elements? Uh, from traditional Chinese medicine, they are fire, earth, water, wood, and metal. Okay. And are they, how does, I don't, we haven't got a lot of time, but if you could, because there'll be lots of people who have no idea about Chinese medicine, um, what are the, the, underlying principles of it if you could explain those fairly simply for our, our our listeners and our viewers I think that that would help them put things into perspective right but at the very base level it's about circulation it's okay. about flow it's if you have unobstructed flow and circulation in theory we'll have no illness okay. no disease no conflict right it's free flow living in accordance with nature. So no matter where you are in the world, you have seasons, you have cycles, and you are living your micro to the macrocosm is living in alignment, moving with the stages of life. And so that's on a very basic level. That's all we're really looking to restore is is balance of yin and yang and chi and blood. (laughs) So, So yin and yang being what? The basis of life, I think. Okay. <laughs> you know, night, night and day, masculine, feminine, active, restful. So it's so it's looking at the opposites and creating a balance between. Is that right? Right. Yeah. It's interesting because you know, I for me, having balance in your life is incredibly important. You can't have the light unless you have the darkness to demonstrate that you have light, and so getting the balance is also requires you to know what the the opposites are i think i don't know what your view is no 100 percent. and this is why i love the analogy of being the captain of your ship because it's like we are sailing the seas we are sailing the open ocean and we're going to encounter we can encounter anything right yeah absolutely rough, rough seas smooth sailing um you know holes in our boat uh like man overboard you know the ship might even sink it might even sink and but that's where you're where you know to go back to the two extremes is that that is all okay that is what makes it all the comprehensive system work together so to be in more acceptance of Mm. what's happening like recognizing where you're at and a key factor is knowing where you want to go that's an interesting one, isn't it? Because so back. many people know what they don't want, right. but aren't very clear about what they do want. And so 
the the horizon keeps shifting so they don't quite know where they're aiming for which i think for many people uh, means that their quality of life is significantly impacted doesn't it yeah i mean we it, it's kind of sad in a way that we 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 don't feed these desires you know or or we don't know clearly what we want i know it's like know what you want that sounds like such an easy thing to do but i've struggled with that you know once i had a chiropractor ask me like what makes you happy and mm -hmm. i actually started crying because i thought how sad is it that i don't even know what makes me happy <laughs> you know like it's a very simple question right but it can be so profound so i think we almost have a societal challenge around happiness i call it the happiness uh, the i'll be happy when syndrome we're taught from a very early age that you'll be happy when certain things happen. So I'll be happy when I've got a great job and I've got a, a wonderful partner and I've got children who tidy up their bedroom without being nagged and, and I've got and, 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 and. And they put all of these criteria and barriers between where you are now and where you are ultimately going to be happy. And there's a number of challenges there. One is that it's always in the future. And the other is that as soon as some of those challenges have been met, people put new ones in. So I've got a great house, but actually I want a bigger house. For me, and I'd be really interested in your take on it, I think happiness is a choice. I choose to be happy. Um, I actively choose to be happy every time somebody phones me when uh, at the, a friend phones me or I have a nice cup of tea or I use great plumbing or um, I am out in the natural world. So I'm actually happy much of the time because I've chosen to create criteria that make it easy to feel happy. Now, for some, that seems a bit mad and, it, and something that, that they're very unfamiliar with. Where does that that theory sit, do you think, for you? Hmm. I think that that requires more information. You know, this is where this is where I get really jazzed up and excited about it because the discovery part is what's fun. You know, it's like, oh, you don't know? Yay. Okay, let's explore. Like, let's see what, what yeah. else we can gather from you to really because if if no one really asks you or prompts you to think about these things. Mm -hmm. You might think of it, you're on your own, right? But yes. so again, with the analogy of being captain of your ship, like what does a captain need? It needs a good, reliable compass. And yes, yes you, can, you can harness that skill with, within yourself, mm -hmm. being really good, good and connected and aligned with your intuition, listening to your body, heart, and mind. What also is supportive is having a coach or someone that is... Yeah acts as your compass, your navigation system. They know where you want to go, you know, through with that coach, you've worked out, you know, like, what is it that you want through your, you know, exploring more about your values and what's important to you, what you're doing it for, mm -hmm. so that the coach will be that navigation point to always keep you in, in line with it. So, so I'm kind of thinking or <laughs> lost maybe what you asked me, but about how to how to really, yeah, get getting more of what you want and knowing think, about that. I think it's exploration, yeah. right? With with support 
I think you're you're what you've you've hit the nail on the head. If you have a a good coach or mentor, they can act as a navigational tool for you um, and help you to deal with some of the things initially to then create the strategies for you to deal with them for yourself as you move forward um, and be your champion. Uh, and but at the same time, if you are if you are self sabotaging to reflect that back to you and to give you a kick and say come on I know you can do better than this I know that 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 you have it within you and sometimes I think having someone who believes in you more than you believe in yourself can be really helpful um, yeah it almost overrides our subconscious ego sabotaging you know protests they're all there the ego is there to protect us you know yeah. it's there for a purpose um but we can we can fine tune it right to work even better for us, and that's the benefit of working with someone from an outside third person perspective yeah. because they're not associated right into your, their experience, right? Like no. it's looking back from an outside perspective, and okay, you say you want this, and so this is your vision. You know, let's align your mission, your mission, the actions that you're taking to get to that vision, yeah. and your message. What are you saying that supports your vision and your mission? Yes. And so I know this is all like great things to say, you know, but in practice, it requires certain skills. And like you said, it's, it's the principles, the practices and the processes that a trained specialist um, and in my training, emotional wisdom training, um, um, I'm a specialist in that. So, you know, working with the emotions that come up, like, and again, it's like being on the ocean, the, the water is a very emotional base, right? So... I, I um, just love that speaking in metaphors like that. <laughs> I think metaphors and stories are incredibly powerful. I was going. I'm glad you brought up the emotional wisdom therapy because it's it's something again. I think many people will be unfamiliar with. Describe what it is and how it how it works. Um, emotional wisdom training is based in uh, neuro linguistic programming, mm -hmm. and some people aren't familiar with that term either. But it comes from it's, it's under the umbrella of cognitive behavioral therapy. So mm -hmm. we are using language, uh, linguistics, to hear what might be the feelings, thoughts, beliefs around something, right? Mm -hmm. Or we're listening for, for key words. Um, neuro, neuro-linguistic, neuro is, is the brain. It's the connections that are, are going, firing in their brain. So we can actually recreate those channels. Neuroplasticity is um, the most modern science behind that. But I love actually going back to your opening segment when you said that you have learned how to walk twice. Mm -hmm. You have learned how to rewalk twice. And I was just having a conversation with my coach actually around mm -hmm. how much more powerful visualization is. Our brains, you know, when they do testing between if someone's visualizing something, there's so much more firing in our brain than if we're physically doing it. Okay, so it's like with the captain of the ship, okay, we've plugged in our navigation system, we want to walk. That's like what we want. And then staying on course to that, you know, like I'm sure your story is incredible around. It took a long time, you know, I have to say. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> but I imagine you did not do that alone. No, um, I had people who were not only supporting me in terms of the physicality, physios and, and massage and so on, but also those people who believed in me when 
to, to be honest, initially the medics said, we're not sure if you're ever going to walk again. Um, and right. there needed to be a certain amount of scepticism um, for that those words, which were, I'm going to do everything I can in order to walk. But if I tell you that the first time it took me 18 months to walk, probably about 25 yards. Um, and the second time it took me, well, for 96 to 2005, completely wheelchair bound. And then my mobility is the best it's been now, now uh, but it's taken me all of those years. So I can now walk probably uh, about 100 metres. So you've got to be tenacious and resilient. Um, and I'm not sure whether I'm allowed to say this on the show, but my mum used to refer to it as being bloody minded. And there are times when you've just got to be focused. That's what you want to do. And so you're going to do whatever it takes to do it. But there's no doubt it's better and easier when you've got people supporting you. Uh, and that's where people like yourself and I, and I come in because we can help people um, achieve their goals, whatever those those goals may be. So I'd be really grateful. Can you give us perhaps a couple of, of, of short stories, uh, case studies of how you've used um, emotional wisdom with people and what impact it's had on, on them, how it's changed their lives? Mm. Okay. I have to think about this. I wasn't prepared <laughs> um, because, you know, there's, it's so subtle. Um, I was referring to something like, you know, say if a client says something that they want and then I hear in their language that it's conflicting, like, oh, what is a good example? Well, you know, around the new year, uh, people like, you know, getting rid of weight is a big, is a big yes. thing, goal for people, right? So it's like, I say, I want this, um, but, oh, this is one of my favorites. When they say, I want to lose, lose weight, you know, lose, lose weight. I say, okay, let's take it back even to that word, lose weight. What do you do when you lose something? It's you always, it feels. generally look for it back, yes. right? Yeah, You're looking absolutely. to get it back. I lost my purse. I want that back. I lost 20 pounds. Subconsciously, the body's. The mind is like, okay, I lost it. I want it back. Interesting. So isn't even it? just shifting, so it's getting rid of. I'm getting rid of. Wait. Yeah. So there's one example of just a simple conflict that could be happening with what you know. Um, well, and where would that be stuck? I mean, anywhere in the body, mind, heart. Like your body wants wants to do this, or maybe your mind wants to do it, but your body's like, nope, I'm not moving. I'm not going to the gym. Like there's a conflict there, right? So yeah. emotional wisdom training is different because it doesn't just bring in the emotional heart or the intellectual mind or the physical body. Yeah. It brings in all three of them. So this is where the wisdom comes in. Right. It's, it's one thing to know, have the intellect, but to have the wisdom to know when to apply that intellectual quality um, is the key difference maker. Yeah, there, I'm sure there's some other examples, but that's kind of it's what I've got. It is interesting, isn't it? I mean, I'm very familiar. I'm an NLP master practitioner, and I know the power of language. So when people talk about I'm depressed, I'm, uh, and they the identity is tied up with the being fed up, being depressed, being anxious, 
um, that by simply languaging it in the past, you know, I was depressed, but I'm working on, on feeling happier, or, you know, I used to be um, anxious, but actually, you know, things are beginning to improve unconscious brain then takes on board you want things to improve so these subtle things are incredibly powerful aren't they if they are um if they are applied consistently right and you made reference to um oh shoot uh when we're you know it's like when we're on the ship we're sailing the seas we're we're looking ahead you know yeah. what what good is it for us to be looking back to the shore we just left it's like I, I was, I was that, you know, but, and the past looking back gives us information to create more. Yeah. So, oh yeah, that you had said something about like, we all, a lot of us know what we don't want. I think that's, very, yeah, I think, okay, okay, that's there, you know, and now, now what do you want? And then focusing your intent, you know, creating an intention, I want this. And now another critical step is to focus your attention on your intention, because when you notice where your attention is going, is that supporting your intention or not? And that's, you know, that's a good opportunity to have like a grounding reality check, stop, breathe, you know, anytime you're spinning, you know, in yes. that reaction, emotional wisdom training is really designed to train you to respond mm -hmm. more wisely to your emotions versus reacting emotionally. It sounds like a very powerful technique, a powerful um, set of, of principles and tools for people to use. Where can people find you? Uh, and you know, what sort of um, opportunities are there for people to work with you? Mm -hmm. I have, uh, well, I mean, a uh, good opportunity to promo my new radio show is <laughs> The Language of Healing. So this is a, a meeting place of all of my past travel and, and study and knowledge gathering, a platform to share it with you and introduce some people that have been really inspirational to me along the way. So you can find me at thelanguageofhealingradio.com and through that website, you'll get the link to my weekly show and you can contact me through email. I have Facebook, a Facebook page and Instagram as well. So there's many many options and and how you can work with me is well i'm happy to get on a, a call with you a conversation just to see if yeah. you know with anyone to see if it's if it's a good fit because emotional wisdom training uh sessions are held over the phone so it can be it's open to anywhere in the world you just mm -hmm. need you know phone number long distance calling plan or skype zoom something like that uh, very easy and accessible from home. And it's uh, talk therapy, I suppose I would say, <laughs> in a very general general term, right? Um, Brilliant. So that's how, that's how we can work on it. And then, you know, sessions are around 45 to 60 minutes long. And in those sessions, um, you know, I don't want to say you're in the hot seat to give too much pressure, but we're looking at you, we're exploring you, we're seeing what what more information we can gather that will support you in where you want to go. Isn't it interesting? Because I think for most people to have someone uh, holding a space for you and really listening to what you have to say is a luxury that most people don't actually get. 
And I know when I work with clients, that's one of the things that they say that they really value is that, that they know that somebody is truly taking an interest in them and supporting them. So thank you very much. Now, before this section finishes, one of the things that I um, do with each of the guests is I invite them to um, choose a project from B1G1, that's uh, Buy One, Give One, which is an amazing organization that runs projects throughout the world against the, the world organization's um, principles. So it's about uh, eradicating poverty, it's about education, health, uh, the environment and so on. And of the three projects that um, I offered you, you chose um, to support the environment to help um, protect orangutans. So I'd just like to read what you have chosen. The trajectory of forest loss in Indonesia is deeply alarming for orangutans and other primates. Between 2000 and 2010, the mean annual rate of deforestation in Kalimantan was 3,234 square kilometres per year. Just think that every year. The density of orangutans has declined by 50% in the past 16 years, driven by habitat loss and the fragmentation as a result of illegal logging and clearing for agriculture. So in 16 years, we've lost half of them. And so you're going to help protect one of the world's last orangutan populations by adding a tree to the 150 hectares already replanted in the rainforest of, of Gunung Palung National Park. And we're going to actually plant 10 trees on your behalf uh, and home to 3,000 endangered Bornean orangutans. So thank you very much. And it just... Mm remains for me to say thank you very much for being on the show um, and if you want to get in touch with Nicole um, her details will be in the show notes um, and she has a great deal to offer go and listen to her radio show but remember too that every listener live or download to this show every viewer we then feed hungry people so you can help just by listening just by watching Thanks very much. And Nicole, thank you so much for being uh, my guest today. Um, been a great pleasure. Don't go away. Very much appreciated. Oh, yeah. it's been Thank fabulous. you so much, Gina. Yeah. Thank you. See you after the break. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. 
Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving. The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there. What a great guest and what an amazing wealth of information that she has. I want to spend the last few minutes of the show going back to the, the whole principle of it isn't the challenge that defines you but it is what you do with it. If you think about it, from the moment you are born, and actually from the moment you're conceived, you are um, experiencing challenges. One in four pregnancies, for example, ends in miscarriage. So getting to the point of birth, you have, uh, have overcome many challenges. Within that first few years of life, you have learnt to deal with new things. You've learnt to deal with new challenges. You know, from a baby that can't sit up by itself, that can't speak, that can't feed itself, can't walk, within a very short time, you have overcome so many challenges. I mean, I'm assuming that the vast majority of you can feed yourself. But think back you know, I'm sure your parents have got photographs of you with your face covered in chocolate cake or spaghetti bolognese adorning the room. I'd like to think that by now that's not happening. You know, you most of the people who are listening or watching can walk. But that was a challenge. You've learned to talk. I find it fascinating that at 18 months we know all of, we make the sounds of every single consonant and vowel in every language around the world. But by the age of two and a half, that has become a repertoire that is specific to the language that we use. We learn to speak in different codes. So when we're in the school playground or with our mates, we speak differently to when we're speaking to an official, our teacher or our parents. The whole of life is a challenge. And I think that, you know, recognizing that we are on a spiritual journey and that our spiritual journey is about learning. And it is through challenges that we actually learn. We learn about ourselves, we learn about other people, we learn about the world. But ultimately, being open to that learning is your choice. And you'll have heard me say so many times that everything you do is a choice even not choosing actively is a choice and every choice has consequences. So there are people for whom everything is a challenge. I've worked with a number of people, for example, who have OCD and, you know, getting out of, of the house is a challenge. Operating in the real world 
is a challenge for many people with OCD. And yet when they choose to take ownership of that challenge with some strategies and support, they can manage it pretty well um, and learn to, to live a, a really satisfying, productive life where the OCD doesn't manage them. I think for many people with OCD that, you know, they have to be mindful of it um, and, you know, manage situations, but it's perfectly possible. If you think about people who are dealing with a loss of a job, and I, again, work with many people who are wanting help with filling in uh, an application form or uh, interview technique. The most important factor, whether you are successful in life, in relationships, in your business, is you. And so I would really urge you that you invest in yourself because you take yourself into every moment of every day and you can live your life worrying about the past, being anxious about the future, feeling that you are not capable, not good enough. Or you can choose to deal with the old baggage, the limiting beliefs, anything that's getting in your way and become the very best you can be. Lots of help on genuinely-you.com and also genogardnerassociates.co.uk. Look for Leadership for Life on YouTube with Gina Gardner. Lots of help there. But whatever you choose to do, become the leader of your own life. Make an active choice to be the leader of your own life. I look forward to seeing you next week. Michael Losey on the law of attraction, how to attract what you want rather than what you don't. So thanks for joining me. Please spread the word. I want to be sending out lots of meals through B1G1 and I'd love it if you could help. Take care. See you next week. You have been listening to The Leadership for Life with your host, Gina Gardner. Make sure you tune in to W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV next Thursday and every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for more Leadership for Life. If you missed any part of this episode or just want to hear or see it again, you can find the archive of the TV show on Talk 4 TV's YouTube channel and the podcast of The Leadership for Life on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever you listen to your podcasts.